Hello and welcome to the Impact at Home podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Fanola and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you the very best professional learning to help you make an impact in your school. Hello Jane. Good morning Finn, how are you this morning? I'm okay, it's been quite a week hasn't it? It has been a whirlwind of a week and it's only Monday. I know, it has. Right, so uh, we are doing a special episode today aren't we? We are, we've thought long and hard about what we want to talk about today but I think you know it's something that we feel that we need to talk about this morning yeah well obviously elephant in the room we're going to talk about uh, the a-level results uh, and the impending gcse results uh, we're going to talk about more than that i think we're we have come to the uh, position where we feel that this is the right time to talk about a lot of things that we've been kind of sitting with for about five years now it's i think what the situation that we've experienced this week you know twitter has been um, on fire yeah. with everything to do with the A-levels and including G- and GCSEs that are, that, that are coming. But I think it's sort of laid bare mm. lots of things that I know we've discussed over mm. the last four or five years, isn't it? And mm. I think that's something that we need to address. Today. Yeah, we've, we've recognised that we owe it to teachers, to learners, to people working in education, to everybody. We owe it to you to talk about the things that we haven't yet talked about. So it's uh, a bit incendiary today's episode yeah. isn't it and it's you know a little bit of a departure from some of the other podcasts we've done over the last couple of months so we're not necessarily going to talk about covid we need to talk about education, know, education in general and, and where we are okay so a levels what's gone wrong well <clears throat> what's gone right I know. I don't, it's it's i don't think anybody i know and i, and I know it's a situation that has that we've never seen before you know i don't think there has ever been a year where um, exams have not been set. Well, I certainly haven't lived through a global pandemic. No, so no. Well, I might look that old, but I'm you know no, not that far. No. Um, but I think you know it's it's an, not a situation where people people have can build on experience no. and think about things that they that have happened in the past. So you know, qualifications, Wales and Welsh government have never been in this situation no. before. So it is a, a you know a, yeah. a way of feeling through. The situation and I think I think from the outset we need to talk about the fact that um, you know we are sure that everybody is doing uh, the best that yeah. they feel they possibly can at the time yeah. but um, we also need to recognize that it has laid bare as, as we were saying earlier it's laid bare um, that some of the issues with the whole system and I think that let, let's acknowledge the fact that you know um, Welsh Government, uh, Qualifications Wales, Ofqual, um, UK Government, uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland, um, they have all tried to address what is, you know, mm. that horrible word, unprecedented um, situation, but it has been a shambles. Yeah, and it, it's not a situation, you know, where whatever examinations are set, it's, it's never something that everyone gets what they deserve that's that's not what happens but I think this year of all years there's been such a disparity Mm. in what some people are achieving and what the schools have predicted and what they actually got that I think it needs digging down a lot deeper yeah but I think we also need to recognize Mm. that I certainly I I don't have an answer for this I don't know how else they could have done it I I, I don't know what else you know in terms of the actual process of standardization of you know exams no exams you know I I don't know what else could have been done but I do know that the way in which it's been presented that the process and the system of actually going through 
the actions that they've decided on that's been really yeah. problematic and i think with a levels as well because there are such huge consequences yeah. for those pupils that don't necessarily I and mean, we get the grace they need and we've heard lots and lots of stories about individuals and i know mm. that's something that we talked about this morning is that mm. lots of the headlines are not are forgetting that we're actually talking about individual pupils underneath yeah. all of this and their life chances and, and all these comments from people that say oh i failed my a levels and i made a success don't help no. in the situation that we're in because there's you know, plenty you, of people who yeah. failed their levels yeah. and actually didn't cope. Yeah. and I'm, I'm talking from a, a, as a parent of a, of, a, of a daughter who was in year 13 this year yeah. and fortunately got enough to do what she wants to do but they were still lower than, than she yeah. actually and was predicted so it was a very stressful situation for you both me. very stressful situation for you both and I think the, <sighs> the kind of the thing that underpins all of this is that actually what's happened is that the integrity of the system has mm. been prioritized over the needs of the individual pupils and i think that that's that is the biggest issue and that's that's what we want mm. to talk about today that you know it's all well and good for politicians for um, people working within education to say well we've got the learners needs at the heart of everything that we do until mm. you reach mm. a situation like this where it's you know that's might might be what they say but those are just very empty yeah. words when we can see individual pupils and many individual pupils who are being uh, disadvantaged and yeah. disadvantaged even more than they already yeah. are and it's and, and picking that the the algorithm that that has been used to identify those groups of pupils that really have lost out from, from all of this and you know not just in wales but you hear it in england and scotland but i think it's also laid bare the relationship between the four governments yeah and the fact that things are being done very differently and announcements are coming out and you know it all feels like oh they're doing this across the border yeah. so we need to do this mm. and there needs to be some you know we talked about the integrity of a levels mm. that they need to be transferable across the border mm. well surely there should be some communication mm. That, that links with that as and well. I, I think one of the things that um, has been missing from all of this has been transparency. Yes. You know, the, the where, I mean, we, you read, um, we both read, but you read in more detail the, um, the article from the ONS. No, it was the Royal, Statist the Royal Statistical Society. Society. That's right. And they offered, they'd offered two, two experts to Ofqual yeah. um, to assist with the algorithm. Uh, and I know there's been lots about um, in the press about the algorithm and what's working, what hasn't, but that relationship didn't, they, well, they didn't. They refused only two people. So it, it's that sort of transparency that we need to know what, what's happening with, the, with mm. these algorithms and, you know, is it the integrity of the system? Is mm. that more important mm. than our individual pupils? Because I think that there's um, there's an awful lot of discussion at the moment that you know governments are just not trusting teachers, and we, as yeah. as usual, we had a long discussion before we started the podcast to you know kind of get our thoughts. And I I'm not sure that it is a lack of trust of teachers that's actually the issue. It's it's a it's a disregard for teachers it's not that they don't trust them it's a well they're not important and it, it's you know that the system or the importance is not enough yes it's it's weighing, right. it doesn't it's, override yeah, yeah. it's weighing up that balance between which you know the the balance between the system mm. and the and the, the the center assessment grades what where where do they draw the line yeah and i think maybe we're forgetting 
about those individual pupils and I know as a former teacher you, you think of those individual pupils and think about where they're going next mm. and you know it's very unfair and unjust when you know people who's very very capable comes out with a grade that does not reflect yeah and it does happen abilities. it does. in times other than yeah. you know it, yeah. those kinds of things do happen and I think we need to remember mm. that um, you know teachers um, assessment of pupils um, was never going to be reality they were mm. you know nobody can predict reality no teacher can say well I know exactly which pupils gonna have a wobbler on the day and not do well or uh, which pupils, you know, going to have a blinder of a set of questions and they're going to get exactly the ones that they revised for and they're going to do really, really well. You can't predict that. So, you know, no teacher is then going to say, well, of the 10 pupils that I've got, I know two are going to have dreadful exams and one's going to do really, really well. So I'm going to randomly pick those three. They're not going to do that. They're going to give, you know, if everything goes to plan for everybody, they're going to give those assessments. And that hasn't been taken into account that you know okay there's there's it's a horrible word bias i don't think teachers are biased as such they're always seeing the best case scenario and it's been quite random the way this the standardization has been used because as with a lot of situations the in, the brand of gcse has been what's been at the forefront of uh, the political agenda and this is this is why we've made the decision and it has been a really really difficult decision to talk about things other than a levels and gcse's mm. and talk about where we feel the system is falling mm. down because this is not a one-off this is not random this is not mm. you know a um a freak um situation where the government has put the system above the pupils we feel that this happens a lot and it's also what situation are we going to be in this time next year? Oh, yeah. We still don't know whether the exams are going to be running. Yeah. Again, we know, nobody knows what situation. Who would have thought yeah. we were in this situation this year? But it's, it's not so much those, those pupils that might have been adjusted by maybe one grade. Mm. It's those pupils that have been adjusted by two, three grades, which are completely yeah. um, detached from what that pupil actually can do. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we're in a situation where... <clears throat> the individual's uh, learners' needs are what are, is paramount, mm. then let's look at that over things other than A-levels and GCSEs. Mm. Let's take, for example, Curriculum for Wales. So we're in a situation where we've got a new curriculum coming. It's due to be um, fully implemented in September 2022. Welsh Government have said it's going to be implemented in 2021. Uh, in order to give staff time to get to the point where it's all ready to go in 2022. We're in the midst of a global pandemic for which there is no solution at the moment. Mm. Uh, we've got schools who, um, pioneer schools, innovation schools, who've you know, been very involved in the process and have done really great things and have moved a great, a great way from where they started. We've also got schools who are currently uh, in Estin, not monitoring. They haven't started the journey yet. Haven't started the journey. You know, we've got teachers who don't really understand the documentation, and we've got this expectation that teachers will deal with the A levels and GCSEs when they go back in uh, September, the appeals process, if that's what's going to happen. They will recreate a curriculum that's suitable for children who've been out of school for five or six months. They will 
um, use curriculum for Wales documentation to do that and they're going to co-construct curriculum for Wales uh, curriculum ready to be fully implemented as a national curriculum for their school, local curriculum for their school in September 2022. It's a big ask isn't it and I think we've also got to look back at the A-level GCSE situation and think about how that relates to assessment within Curriculum for Wales. Well it's a wake-up call. Let, yeah, yeah I mean let's be completely frank and honest about this we think this is ridiculous. We, we think you know that the, the Yes, there will be some schools who are going to be able to do this, but we don't think that that's a majority. We don't even think it's half. We think there are going to be many, many, many schools who are going to end up in September 2022 with something that's really substandard. Yeah, it's ticking the box. Yeah, it's doing what's required mm -hmm. of them, but it's not putting the learners mm -hmm. at the heart of their education. There will be, please don't see this as, you know, there'll be people listening to this going, well, how schools done? Mm -hmm. Let me put the learner. Yes, we know that there are schools who are ready and are, but we're not talking about creating even more variation. We're talking about taking an entire nation to, you know, the education minister talking about an internationally renowned education system. Well, you know, if you've got massive variation within them, it's, that's then not it's the case. Isn't it? But it's, it's also interesting to think about the schools that we've worked with mm. and the range of schools and where they mm. are. And I think that's very much a snapshot of, of what we feel is, is going on and we've got some schools who are really getting to grips with it and on the journey but they're struggling yeah to do everything that they need to do but then we've also got our other schools that with the best one in the world everyone's got the, the yeah. best learn needs of the learners at heart but it's what they can physically do without with it with all the other pressures at yeah. testing and and, other things you know, and there on. are you know to be completely honest there are schools where leadership is not great and you know they just don't have the skills to do the day-to-day -day stuff which is why they are in a situation mm -hmm. with Estin so they certainly mm -hmm. don't have you know the the skills to on top of that it, do the innovation yeah. that's required it's not source of skills it's capacity yeah as well I think is a huge issue but you know it's a curriculum that everyone is involved in so it's everybody within the school community you know we were having a chat about a podcast that you were listening to oh yeah yeah a little bit earlier I yeah, if you want to yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, I have um, some friends who are doing a, a podcast, and they're not in the education world. They're connected. Well, one of them's in academia, and the other one is a parent. So they're they're um, linked with the education world, but not actually in a classroom in a in a mainstream school. And what was what was interesting was that you know they were talking about things like um, well, we don't teach schools don't teach children how to learn or we're expecting children to go into exams not having practiced or you know we need to allow children to follow their own interests or we need uh, work experience you know children don't have the opportunity to do work experience and you know with the best will in the world those are just <laughs> just not true you know there those are the absolutely the kinds of things that schools do but what's you know and i wouldn't um criticize those two individuals for not knowing that because they they don't have the situation but, but that's they don't have the, the perception that's outside yes. the classroom yes and i think if we're in a situation where parents um and people working in the wider education system in academia and those kinds of things really truly believe that that is actually what's going on in schools that we are not doing a good enough job the teachers are not doing a good enough job we're not working hard enough 
then there's something really gone wrong here, really wrong. And, and it, it's not it's not laying at the door of teachers. Mm. I think that's that's exactly not what we're saying. No, no. I think it's looking at the much wider picture and the processes and the structures. So let, let's take, for example, the um, the range of support that's out there currently for curriculum for Wales. Okay, and we're this is a difficult subject for us to talk about. So you know, bear with us. This is this is something that obviously we've been talking about for five years now plus, and it's um, it's not easy. Um, if you we know that there are still there's this shared expectations document that's going to show schools uh, what they've got to do and when they've got to do it by which isn't out yet, which isn't out yet. We know that there are new curriculum for Wales expectations or professional learning supposed to be published during the holidays. Which isn't out yet. Which isn't out yet. If you go and have a look at the support that is available, if you look at the professional learning journey, the national approach to professional learning um, and the schools as learning organisations, those three things are cited as the uh, the basis for professional learning that happens in Wales. Now, the national professional, uh, the national approach to professional learning and the professional learning journey both cite schools as learning organisations as one of the things that they do. So it's kind of like this um, circular argument. It's like, well, we do three things and just look at these three things, but one of them is the other two. And it's when you go and have a look, there's some really interesting information on there you've got lots and lots of schools who have showed how they have done it but that's not very useful it's you know if you've got with the best will of the world you know if we're looking at there are lots of schools out there who we would consider as novices you know we're not in professional learning you're not given curriculum making skills you're not taught curriculum making skills or you're not anymore it used to be when when we were teaching but uh, not not when we were taught, how, uh, when we did our PGC, but not anymore. And so if we've got lots of schools who are novices, we need to provide the, uh, the type of scaffolding and support that novices actually need, not here's how we did it, here's our finished article, yeah. now you go and do and it yourself. work out how to get there yourself yeah. in and, your context. And that's the problem, isn't it? The system of um, education is, is about preserving these, the artifice that actually the support is out there for schools mm. and actually it isn't so it's thinking about the right support yeah and with that in mind let's talk about um another issue that's that's happened over the last i can see jane is which is, one is that then friend yeah <laughs> this issue okay so um there seems to be a binary approach to support in wales it's mm. either professional inquiry uh, working with pioneer schools you know, starting your learning journey or a commercial company that comes in and does it for you. Mm. And there's nothing in between. So if you're a commercial organisation, you go into schools and you do it for them. Which, that's absolutely not the case. No. Well, we know there are some that might sit a little bit more in that camp, but I know there are many others yeah. that sit somewhere between... Well, it, it's this idea that if you're a commercial opera, operation or commercial organisation, that you're in it for the money. Yeah, and we, and we know with other, particularly with other colleagues that we have in doing the same field of work that we do, that's certainly not the case. And, you know, majority of people have come from the classroom. Mm. And I, I don't know, it's this. We still feel mm. the same way about education. We still feel yeah. the same way about children. We still care deeply 
which is why we're sharing what we're sharing today. We care deeply about children and their life chances and what happens in school. But it's there is this rhetoric in Wales at the moment, and probably in other places as well, but we haven't got the experience of that, that you know, if you're taking public money as a commercial organisation, you're in it for the money and you don't care and you're doing it for teachers and you're not doing it in quote unquote the right, right way and the right reasons for the right reasons. Mm. And actually, you know, all operations, whether you're publicly funded or whether you're commercially funded, all operations need money to operate. Mm. You know, we have to have money in order to be able to continue doing what we're doing. But money is not our it's not the it's not the driver for what we do, is it? It's no. very much we care, we want to make a difference <clears throat> in schools. So that's why we go in and we approach our support for schools in the same way that we do. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> the reason that we're mentioning this is that we feel that the A-level debacle has exposed a system that is um, focused in the wrong area or prioritising the wrong thing. And we feel that there are lots of other examples of um, how the system has prioritised the wrong thing and we have experienced it. You know, we have first-hand evidence of being described as a company who um, is just in it for the money, um, of, you know, being in a situation where being, we're being told we can't work with that school because, um, you know, they're, they're, um, we're not the right um, type of mm. support for them. And, you know, if, if impact and I'm using that as a generic term, you know, if they don't want impact, then there's something really wrong. I mean, if they don't want us personally, fine, fair enough, you know, we're not going to be happy with everyone, but if they don't want to make a difference and they don't want to use research and they don't want to, you know, um, do it in a way where teachers are learning and it's sustainable and they're um, making a difference long-term for themselves, then there's something that's not quite right here. And it's, it's not always, it's not coming from the school. No. So I think that's, you know, something that we need to, we need to be, well, we are very much aware of it. And I think yeah. times are changing. And times are changing. If, if we're going to speak out now is the time, mm. because this is, this is not right. You know, we, we shouldn't be in a situation where curriculum for Wales timeline is being stuck to rigidly. We feel for political reasons more than anything else. You know, if the learners are really at the centre of this, then you know, saying, well, we've got a global pandemic at the moment, so we'll take the equal amount of time at the end of the global pandemic and replace it, you know, so that we're not losing out this co-construction time. Yes, people are looking at Curriculum for Wales more and they're using it to develop a blended learning curriculum more, but they're not doing co-construction. They can't. So, you know, why are we, why are we forcing teachers to do even more and to put even more pressure on them? You know, for what benefit? For whose benefit? I think it's more important to get it right, yes, than to be rather first. than to do them to be first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think we are at a, a tipping point here now. You know, certainly um, across the UK, it's a tipping point. I hate this expression of reimagining. I don't think we should necessarily reimagine education, but we certainly should refocus. Yeah. Who are we doing this yeah. for? Taking a step back yeah, and just looking to see where we are yeah. and, and what really is important. You know, one, I think everybody would really um, welcome any leader who could say, hang on, this is not right. What we've been doing up until now is not right. 
something has gone wrong, we need to examine that and we need to do things differently in the future, not just, well, we need to fix it right now. Mm. Or we need to, well, yeah, I know that we've got an issue with this, so we'll just bring this in and fix it. Because I think um, a really good example of this is uh, assessment. And as we're talking about with assessment and A-levels and GCSEs, let's talk about assessment in know, general. In general, mm. because assessment, you know, with the level two plus and the accountability system and, you know, the um, categorization, assessment is intrinsically linked with accountability and has been. And I know there have been mm. some small changes to, you know, we've got the cat nine now instead, we've got some small changes to how that happens. But in the assessment documents in uh, curriculum for Wales, it quite clearly says assessment should be for the purposes of learner progress, of knowing what that child needs to do next. Um, but they're saying that. But then when you look at the accountability um, legislation, it actually broadens the number of um, items that accountability uh, is linked with rather than taking them away. So I think that the, the whole um, assessment accountability discussion, can you actually have accountability that isn't linked to assessment? And it's how, you know, looking at what's happened with it, we're going back around full circle now, it's what happened, what's happened with centre assessment grades and everything that teachers are having to put in place for their learners. How is that going to link in lower down with curriculum for Wales? Yeah. And, you know, we still don't know in Wales how assessment is actually going to work. They're, you know, we, we have asked the question, well, okay, so you've said that it shouldn't um, be used to, you know, say that a particular child has got to a particular level at a particular mm. time, but what should it look like? Mm. And we don't know. There are no answers to that at the moment. And we're wondering whether there actually is an answer, whether we do, yeah. you know, what are we going to do with that? And there seems there's so much still up in the air and we're wondering whether the prioritization, the, the focus is actually on the right place because it doesn't feel like it. It feels like the focus is on getting the bill through, yeah. getting, getting teachers keeping on working on this, you know, getting the optics right. It's remembering at the heart of this are our pupils. Yeah. So why push ahead at, at such a difficult time with something um, when you know that teachers focus this elsewhere, that you know that head teachers are at breaking point because they're going to have to deal with appeals processes when they go back as well as you everything know. else. Yeah. Yeah. And this we, is going to rumble on for yeah, I mean, you know, time, isn't it? We know that I'm now we're 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 talking about these kinds of things. There's one more thing that I think we need to talk about is the difference between primary and secondary schools um, and um, infection rates mm. for COVID-19. So the um, is it the tactical advice cell? Mm report came out and they talked about primary schools uh, children the infection transmission rate being very very low and uh, therefore social distancing not being as required but then children of 11 plus needing to be in groups of 10 um, and yet we have government guidance that says they can be in groups of 240 plus you know a year, mm. whole year group so where's the focus you know is the focus with the economy getting schools back mm. you know what about protecting the um, the physical health of the children, the physical health of the adults? It's 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 a big question. 
isn't it? And I don't think, you know, nobody knows what the situation's going to be but when they go back in September. But I think we've got to go back and look at the scientific advice. Yeah. The advice is there for a reason. Yeah. But then what help is that for secondary schools in September when you know, yeah. they have to get things back, back to normal as much as possible? I think we need to have some very grown up discussions about stuff. I think that, you know, we, we can't be kept in the dark about things. We need to be a little bit more transparent. We need to have grown up discussions about grown up things and think about have yeah. we got the focus right in all areas of education yeah. not just the the latest the a level and you know mm. it, it does read like a french farce it's, it's quite unbelievable what's been happening over the last few days but also from all i mean the other the indication today is that northern ireland yeah have now announced that uh, teacher assessments that are yeah. going to be used for gcse how the other three nations are going to follow that yeah we shall wait and see well, i think scotland have already done Done that, haven't they? For the for the Scottish for the, for the no for the right for the, the standards. Yeah. I think well, I might need to check on that. But I think yeah. we need to also look at where that's going to go for the next couple of days. But also, England today have been recommending that possibly that the results are held and not yeah. issued on Thursday, just to give that time to yeah. to readjust. And it's very much what position have the schools been in this? The, the schools have spent so much time mm. putting those. You know, having those conversations, moderating within departments and within schools and making sure the grades that have gone in mm. are as robust as possible, then it's gone to an algorithm, come back and the schools have had no, no, just, no, no control. So I think the time is right for, you know, for schools to demand better. Demand better for on behalf of children. And I think we, we would like to stand with schools demanding better because we feel that this is not good enough. It is affecting our ability mm. to be able to work with schools and do the right thing mm. and help, you know, the, help the life chances of learners. So I think, you know, we are in a position where um, this, this can't go on. This can't be um, about, you know, what it looks like. Uh, when they give the briefing and who gets the message out first you know yeah. these, these are our children this is making a difference to our children our future so so yes gosh that's a lot time for coffee i think yes okay well thank you very much for listening um we will be doing another podcast next week uh, if we're still here we hope yeah. we are <laughs> after all that uh, revelation and let's see what gcse's brings this week Yes, that might be the th subject of the podcast next week. Maybe we'll have to yeah, well, think and see. Yeah. OK, let's hope for the best. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. And you can find us online at www.impact.wales. And you can also follow us on social media on Twitter we're at Impact Wales, on Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales and on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.